Doc Smo here. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, I'm going to get a little personal with this installment of Portable Practical Pediatrics. And I'm going to tell you a real-life story that happened to yours truly when I was in high school, 10th grade to be specific, that involved media exposure. This story speaks directly to the question I posed in the title of this podcast: Should parents care about what media their children watch during childhood? An important question for today's parents to ponder. So hang with me for this important edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. First, for the story, let me tell you about an experience I had when I was in 10th grade with a documentary that I found very traumatizing. I grew up during the 60s, the Cold War era, when the threat of imminent nuclear annihilation was palpable and real. For reasons I didn't understand, my school required that all students watch a documentary film about what nuclear war would really be like. What was exhibited on the screen were graphic depictions of humans having their skin burned off, experienced unimaginable pain, and utter despair. I left the film in shock, thinking that my life was hopeless and that what I had just been shown was my future. Why study? Why get up in the morning? Doomsday was inevitable and coming soon. I was destined to be incinerated. I recall having some panic attacks shortly after seeing this movie and generally feeling overwhelmed. In other words, I was very anxious and probably depressed, all from viewing a video. It took me months to recover, but fortunately, I did. So let's explore briefly what we know about the amount of media children are consuming today and what effects it can potentially have on them, shall we? With a trip down Science Lane. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to take much of the information about media use from an article that was published by the American Psychological Association in 2015. Statistics that I'm about to cite come directly from this article that is linked in the show notes. I think it's obvious to anyone paying attention that children in 2019 are spending far more time with screens than previous generations. To give you a sense of how much more, take a look at these statistics compiled by the Kaiser Family Foundation. The survey looked at children ages 8 to 18 years of age and broke down their screen use according to type of screen per day. But the totals were, were, were important. In 1999, the average 8- to 18-year-old spent 6 hours and 19 minutes with screens. And by 2009, it was 7 hours and 38 minutes. This translates to 53 hours a week consuming various types of media, rivaling the amount of time a child spends in school by the year 2009. And we all know that it's certainly increased since then. 
In the same survey, they found that 66% of teens this age had their own cell phones, 36% surveyed had a TV in their bedrooms, and only one in three children reported any limits to media exposure by their parents. Two-thirds of children said that TV was usually on during mealtime. As you can see, media exposure was rampant in most of the homes surveyed. And as I said, it's undoubtedly worse now than it was in 2009. I think you should find these statistics shocking since numerous surveys have shown a number of negative effects of media and heavy screen time on children. Here's just a partial list. One, exposure to media violence has been shown to increase violent acts committed by the children consuming it. Two, the presence of a TV in a child's bedroom most likely will reduce a child's academic performance. Three, heavy or disturbing media exposure can make some children very anxious or even depressed, just like it did to me. Even if this doesn't happen, texting and social media definitely increases the importance and influence of a child's peers and diminishes that of, it, of their parents. Four, social media has opened up a new type of bullying called cyberbullying. This is becoming all too common in today's America. Five, easy access has opened up an epidemic of children consuming pornography, having interactions with nefarious strangers in chat rooms, being exposed to radical political uh, thought, and other messages of which you might not approve. Six, heavy screen time has been shown to impair sleep in children. And seven, screen time can be addicting for some children, and addiction is never a good thing. I hope that your common sense, along with knowing all of this information, will lead you to the conclusion that all parents must set some limits for their children when it comes to their media exposures. As my own experience in high school demonstrated to me, media messages can be harmful to a child and can have very profound effects on a child. Here are some guidelines that the American Psychological Association recommend for parents with regards to media exposure and limitations that parents need to make for their children. Follow the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation of no screen time for children under the age of two years. Keep TV, computer, and other electronic media out of the bedroom so you can monitor its use. Don't leave TV on as background sound. Don't eat in front of the TV. Rather, make meals an opportunity for interaction. Unplug. Have screen-free days and do something else. Plan what children can watch and play with and share your rules with them. Watch TV with and talk to children about images, messages, and content. Limit the amount of time kids can use media and monitor it. Do different things with kids, things appropriate to their ages. And finally, talk about media with other parents to learn from their experiences. All good suggestions, if you ask me. Make it your mission not to be like two-thirds of families who have no rules about media use in their homes. 
They're your children, and it's your responsibility to set limits about their media consumption, just like you have to do with their cleanliness, their bedtime, their, and their junk food consumption. Do not give into the temptation to get your eight-year-old a smartphone, help your six-year-old have a TV or other screen in their bedroom, install or provide a screen in your car, or facilitate him or her, your child, playing violent video games by buying the platform and the games. You know deep down that these devices are dangerous for children. You don't want to look back after they're grown and realize that screen messages had more influence on your children than you did. Do you? Yeah, limiting them and having rules will undoubtedly lead to some major pushback from your children and maybe other parents as well. But you need to stand strong. I promise the storm will pass and your children will eventually thank you for protecting them from many of the problems that the digital age has presented for them. Well, that's it for today. If you value the information that you get from Portable Practical Pediatrics, consider taking a moment to tell a friend or relative about our efforts. Podcasting is new to most people, so show them how to listen or to download a podcast. Not only will they think you are cool and tech-savvy, but you might just help them become one of the smartest parents in the room, just like you probably are. This is Dr. Paul Smolin encouraging every parent to take control of their children's media role. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Ann Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry and Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. 